Hey everyone, and thanks so much for listening to Ask the Pastors. This is a segment of the West Hills podcast where you have the opportunity to ask questions and receive biblical answers to your questions from our pastoral staff. I'm your pastor of worship, Brian Wells. I'm joined by our lead pastor, Will Duvall. Hey, hey. And our pastor of youth and connections, Thaddeusa. Hey, guys. And our question for today comes to us from Abby. And excited to dive into it. So go ahead and read the question. She asks, why are we asking that God would come soon and get us out of this mess? When Jesus told us to pray for heaven to come to earth, we are promised the power of Jesus in us through the Holy Spirit alive in us. We have been commissioned to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Why not pray that he would equip us to enter into the unknown, saying, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Will, do you want to start us off? Be happy to. Thank you for teeing us off, Brian. And I want to say a special thank you to Abby for asking the question. And uh, yeah, I, I had to dig back in the sermon archives for this because I remember, um, I think it was actually uh, pretty shortly after I preached um, this sermon from way back in 2019 in our sermon series through the Gospel of Mark that we actually launched the Ask the Pastor podcast. It was right around then. And so it was kind of good timing that I had preached this sermon um, in, I believe, the the fall of 2019 and then somewhere uh, shortly thereafter, or or maybe the summer shortly thereafter, um, Mm -hmm. Abby submitted the question. But I did want to read just an excerpt from it because I think I suspect that this was uh, the context for and the impetus for her question. Um, I had, uh, f- you know, finished. Um, we 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 did preach. I preached through the Gospel of Mark out of order because of uh, uh, Good Friday and, and Easter and uh, back in 2018 and wanting to um, start with that. And so anyway, I uh, ended the Gospel of Mark series with. Uh, uh, or I guess that was 2019. Uh, the timeline is uh, confusing. But um, one way or another, I'd ended the Gospel of Mark series with, by, by actually preaching on Mark 13, and, where Jesus talks about the signs of the end of the age. And, um, and I had ended that last sermon in the whole series in Mark 13 by, um, with some exhortations, uh, how should we, you know, practically and personally apply uh, Jesus's sort of um, words of, of warning and uh, heads up about uh, the signs of the end times. And so uh, one of my application points was that we should pray for Christ's return. And so here, here's what I said in that sermon point. I said, or I asked, when was the last time you actively prayed that Jesus would come make all things new? If his return return really is our blessed hope, and that um, is what Titus 2.13, uh, I referenced earlier in that sermon, Titus 2.13, I think Thad and I will probably want to talk through and, and offer some of the biblical scriptural um, passages related to this, this point about praying for Christ's return, but one of them is Titus 2.13, where uh, Paul says that Christ's return is our, our blessed hope. Uh, of the appearing of our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So if, if his return is really our blessed hope, if it is really the climax, the telos, the intended goal and end, the fulfillment of all of history, and if it means 
Uh, Christ will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will no longer be sickness or death or suffering. And we'll get to dwell with him forever in our brand new resurrection bodies. Uh, we ought to be asking, begging the Lord to return and make all things new. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it, as it is in heaven. Uh, and then I, I finished this, this sermon point with looking ahead to how the Bible closes, Revelation 22:20, And this is really the, of all the verses, um, I think, the, where this exhortation to pray for Christ's return comes from is, is I mean, it's how the Bible closes. The, the um, uh, you know, the Apostle John uh, ends the book of Revelation and thus the Bible with this prayer, come Lord Jesus, come. That's Revelation 22, 20, come Lord Jesus, come. Where he, where he says, you know, Christ is saying, you know, behold, I'm coming quickly. And then John responds to that by saying, please do, you know, come. So um, that's, it's, it's clearly, um, uh, again, a biblical prayer. You know, even, even the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, uh, your will be done. I mean, we know that God's kingdom is not going to come fully on earth as it is in heaven until Christ returns and makes all things new. Um, you know, we, we, we think of 2 Peter 3, verses 11 and 12, um, where Peter's talking about how what's going to happen at, at the end when Christ returns. And, you know, the earth and the heavenly bodies are going to be set on fire and dissolve and melt away and all of that. And yet, then he asks, and so that, those are verses like 8 through 10, but then he asks in verses 11 and 12, so he says, in light of this, uh, what kinds of people should we be in our lives of holiness and personal conduct? And he says, looking for and hastening his coming. So again, the, the assumption from Peter in 2 Peter chapter 3 is that even though we know the, the end times are going to mean judgment and fire and destruction and, and you know, it's going to be tumultuous. Read the book of Revelation. Still, Peter says... We ought to be looking forward to and hastening his coming. That it's, it's again, as Paul says in Titus, our blessed hope. Um, you think of 1 Thessalonians 4.18, where, again, Paul, um, the context for, for 1 Thessalonians 4.18 is uh, Paul has just been talking to the, the church in uh, Thessalonica about Christ's second coming. This is the famous rapture passage, you know, where, you know, we get our rapture theology from is where First uh, Thessalonians four thirteen through seventeen Paul says you know you're gonna you're gonna hear the trumpet he's coming down descending in the clouds he's gonna call us up we're gonna meet him in the sky and then the very next thing he says in verse eighteen is uh, it, Paul ends that chapter by exhorting us encourage one another with these words like not you know not be you know discouraged or avoid or try and draw out this this world and this life as long as you can and until he's like no you know this is this should be an encouragement to christians that jesus is coming back and so we should pray for it we should look forward to it and then the last uh, scripture passage i'll read here is hebrews 9 28 um that says christ will appear uh, he's already appeared once and when he appears a second time it will be to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. And you think of, uh, you know, even Jesus' parable of uh, the, the virgins and the bridegroom and, mm. you know, waiting for the bridegroom to come and keeping their candles lit and having plenty of oil. Those, you know, that, that 
eager waiting and looking forward to Christ's return. So I, I, I throw all that scripture out, I think, as you know, biblical um, evidence and, and, uh, and exhortation behind the fact that you know, we really should be uh, praying this, this kind of a prayer. Maranatha is uh, you know, the Greek word um, that, that gets translated as come, come. Uh, Lord Jesus is is uh, yeah that that prayer. So um, I wanted to start with that. I mean, I, I'll I can joke and say personally, you know, it's not a prayer that I'll I'll be praying at least for the next three months uh, while Polly is is in her third trimester of pregnancy uh, because mm-hmm. of Mark thirteen. Jesus warns us, uh, woe to those of you who are pregnant on the day that I return, because it's going to be. As we said, tumultuous when he when he returns. I mean, it's going to be awesome when he recreates mm-hmm. new heaven and new earth. Uh, but um, you know, there's a uh, yeah. It's it's so anyway. I uh, but it's it's certainly a prayer that we are uh, compelled and, and encouraged to pray as believers. So that I don't know if you want to jump in here. I've got some other thoughts that I've, I'll toss out. But yeah, I, I think um, some of what we need to remember is the Christian life is an already not yet we are already saved and in christ but we are not yet with christ and that should be the desire of our hearts i think of um, in colossians 3 2 we should have our minds on heavenly things that we should eagerly be looking and anticipating and hoping and praying for jesus to return and in some ways that is because of it means his gospel has spread to all nations, like Matthew twenty four fourteen says that mm-hmm. Jesus will not come until all have heard, and then the end is near. Um, in some ways, that is uh, signifying that the gospel has been proclaimed and preached to all people, that all have heard the gospel. Not that all will believe the gospel, but that all have heard, that we know today right. that there are those who are born and will live and will die without ever hearing the gospel. And I think some of the intention of this question is, why do we want Jesus to come back so quickly when there are some who haven't heard? And that's the point. Mm -hmm. Because they have not heard, we should desire to go and proclaim the gospel. Mm -hmm. That he hasn't come, so there's still more work to be done. Mm -hmm. And and we need to be reminded and convicted of that. Uh, that we need to continually doing this and at the same time have that hope that this world is not our home, that as we live here, that idea of Maranatha is there is something better waiting for us, that the sinfulness we see around us, which can be very discouraging and not bringing us much hope, that we have a much greater hope, a better hope Mm -hmm. uh, in heaven. So that's a really mm-hmm. good point. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I love the point that um, even the prayer, you know, Maranatha, come Lord, uh, return, uh, should, every time we pray that, it should remind us and motivate us, maybe I should go share the gospel with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, because wow. he's he's not coming back till till uh, all nations have had a, a, a chance to, to hear. Matthew 24, 14, mm-hmm. like you said. So uh, in the same way that, Jesus encourages us to pray, forgive us our, our, our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass. Like, I think part of that prayer that we're, we're praying, or give us our 
this day our daily bread. Part of what he's teaching us in, in that prayer is to teach us uh, to be grateful for the bread we already have, mm-hmm. to share the bread with, because here we are praying it in the first world. There are people that actually don't have bread that, that even praying that should remind us to share it. You know, um, that, that, you know, if we have things we haven't forgiven, praying for God's forgiveness should remind us, oh, I got to go forgive, you know, in mm-hmm. the same way. Praying, you know, your kingdom come should remind us, oh, you know, it's my job in the meantime. Like, how do I hasten? The, the, the coming return is, you know, all nations have got to hear. So I think that's mm. that's really good. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to uh, share a couple quick, direct sort of replies because Abby had sort of three um, mm-hmm. related questions or, or, or I guess really supporting points for her, her question about, you know, and again, to, to your point, Dad, I, I really hear, I think, Abby's heart in asking the question that like, she has unsaved loved ones mm-hmm. who she knows if Jesus returned tomorrow, she knows where they'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a terrifying thought, and it should be mm-hmm. to us. I mean, and, and that, crazy. and it really should, you know, again, that should, uh, bef- as we're praying, come Lord Jesus, come quickly, um, you know, we, we should, I think, at the same time, be, be praying, you know, there should be a part of us that says, but, you know, give me, give me enough time at least to like, you know, share one more time with, with, you know, this, this coworker with, with this person from, from across the street and, uh, you know, whatever. So, but yeah, I, I, I want to just quickly respond to, to her three direct questions. So, um, the first one, uh, where, where she says, uh, the, the kind of the difference between, and maybe this is just a, a, a clarific, point of clarification on kind of the theology of it. You know, Abby asked, why are we praying that God would get us out of this mess as opposed to praying that his kingdom would come here to earth? And maybe just as a point of, again, clearing that up. Absolutely, I, I'm in agreement with her there that, um, you know, there there has been, I think, misunderstanding and over the course of church history and sort of bad theology that's crept in along with things like, you know, the rapture where, you know, you have Christians who, who don't really have a full-fledged understanding, whole, whole Bible sort of understanding of how that final redemption is going to, and restoration is going to look. And so they're thinking, yeah, it's, it's all about escaping this world and being taken to some other world Mm. when, when the Bible's very clear that, you know, Revelation 21, the picture is heaven, yeah, descends to earth and God recreates, redeems this world. You know, it's, yeah. it's not about, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if you're a Christian who's, who hates this world and wants to get as far from this world as possible, you're going to be very disappointed with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the end times and with, with, you know, the new heavens and new earth, because it's going to be a new, better, infinitely, eternally, uh, better version, but of, of, of this world, you know, that, that, that this world, um, gets redeemed. And so uh, absolute agreement with her on that point. Um, the second question she asked, or, or, or again, evidence is she said, why are we praying to, to be taken away when Jesus, we have the power of Jesus in us, uh, through his indwelling Holy Spirit. And again, I would say, you know, that's absolutely true. Um, but, I, the, these two prayers are not um, at odds with one another. You know, the prayer that Jesus, you come quickly, 
and redeem all of it is not at odds with the prayer. But in the meantime, would you use me? Like, mm-hmm. would you continue to en- yes. empower mm-hmm. me with your spirit? You know, and, and sort of the analogy, a couple analogies stood out to me, but one would be like, you know, sometimes we, we talk in, in the church world about the analogy of um, the difference between D-Day and V-Day in World War II. And D-Day was sort of the turning point, you know, decisive turning point in World War II when it was like, from there on, it was like almost inevitable that the Allies were gonna win. And V-Day was like the actual end of the war um, uh, when the, 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 the truce was signed or, you know, whatever. And so, um, but there was those years in between. And like, and we talk about how we're living in that inner space mm. timeline right now in uh, post Christ resurrection, um, where, you know, the decisive, uh, death blow has been dealt to death and Satan and sin, um, and yet we're still waiting for that final restoration and V-Day in the end. And so, again, I think I think a, a, an appropriate prayer for a soldier in that war, you know, if I was in if I was in World War II, even if I knew like we're gonna win, you know, uh, like the the writing's on the wall here, like. Hitler is going to surrender and we are going to win. Um, I think if I'm a soldier in the Lord's army, to make the analogy, you know, we're told to put on the, the full armor of God and we're commissioned to go and, and be enlisted in the service of, of Christ's army now, um, as, as Abby has recognized, and you know, having the Holy Spirit, having Christ in us, having his word, having the, the shield of faith, all those things, we've got all that to, to go to war against the forces of darkness um, and try and advance the kingdom of light, try and see more people drop their weapons from the rebel side and, and come and join Christ's army and be set free from the bondage of sin and death. Um, you know, I think an, an appropriate prayer in, in the midst of that war is both of those things, you know, God, would you speed up V-Day? Like, this war gets long and tiring and hard, and mm-hmm. not everybody responds the way that I want them to and that they should, and it's hard to watch friends and loved ones reject you. You know, it's hard. It's just hard to, mm-hmm. to continue living in a, in a world full of decay and sin and, you know, godlessness. And, you know, we, we should have that right longing in our hearts to see all things be made new. Um, and yet we also uh, we also pray that maybe maybe it's a twofold you know the ending of that prayer is dot 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 but God in the meantime mm-hmm. would you continue to give me energy strength joy passion sustain mm-hmm. me That's for good. the day in and day out you know work of continuing to strap on the armor and, and continuing to fight until you come you know because mm-hmm. your timing is perfect your ways are higher than my ways you're going to come when you're going to come. I pray it would be very soon, um, but in the meantime, you know, help me to, to make the, the best use of the time, as Ephesians 4 says. So, um, yeah, that, that, uh, that point. And then uh, just the last one, um, point number, number three, uh, similarly. Um, uh, well, I guess that's, yeah, like I said, really a, a, very, a very similar um, uh, point about having been commissioned. 
-hmm. You know, Abby says, you know, why are we why are we praying this when we've been commissioned? Jesus has given us our, our marching orders, mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, I, I I think she's again absolutely right, and and hopefully if there was any doubt in Abby or anyone else's mind about my theology on all of this, uh, hopefully that was cleared up this year in spending eight months preaching through the mm -hmm. book of Acts and exhorting us basically every Sunday for, for eight months, you know, we've been, we've been given our marching orders. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're not called to sit around on our hands mm -hmm. and passively pray. And that's the thing, that prayer, mm -hmm. Maranatha, come, come Lord, come, come Lord Jesus, come. That's, it's not, it's not meant to be a passive prayer. It's not meant to be, you know, let me just stay at home and, you know, in my holy huddle and just go to church and, you know, like, no, we've been called very mm -hmm. clearly. You're the light, you're the salt, you know, in the meantime, you're, 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 a, you're an enlisted uh, soldier in God's army. Um, and that's the second Timothy. And, and so get out there and do it. And, uh, and again, pray, pray the, both those prayers um, mm -hmm. actively, not passively, uh, but actively because Jesus really has left us with a job to do uh, until until he comes so that's that's my that's last good. thought on it mm -hmm. I don't know if that or Brian y'all want to throw anything else in yeah I am I'm reminded uh, in first Peter 2 when Peter reminds them he says in verse 11 beloved I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul keep your conduct honorable among the Gentiles so that they will see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. That I think some of that hands and feet of Jesus is living wisely while we wait for the for Jesus to come back. Mm -hmm. And there should be a little bit of tension in our yeah. lives of, mm -hmm. of feeling like we don't quite belong here because Jesus is going to come and make all the wrong things right. But in the meantime, like you said, like, we cannot be passive in this mission that God has called us to, to go and proclaim his glory to all of the nations. Yeah. There is no passivity in the Christian life. And and to just lean in to, to that, to that calling, and even just trust in the Holy Spirit that he is equipping you with what you need to carry out. This mission. That's why in John 14, it refers to the Spirit as the helper, the come along, the one to guide you along the way yeah. and really trust and pray that he would work in you and through you to call lost people to the goodness of Jesus. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, the, the, the word tension is a good one. One of the articles I read and thinking through and preparing for this podcast mentioned kind of the, the tension between waiting patiently but purposely, mm. you know, that again, we, we pray, come Lord Jesus, you know, and, 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 and yet we have to be patient that God's timing is, is right with the second coming, obviously, but then we also wait purposely, which means not passively, like you said, but actively, like we know what we're mm -hmm. called to do in, in the waiting period. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe I, I'll just, I just maybe end with this quote mm -hmm. um, because I think it's really good from, I think that same article, it's a Desiring God article by um, a pastor named Matthew Westerholm. But uh, he says, the church prays for Christ's return because we recognize that the current fallen state of the world cannot be redeemed by additional human effort. Mm 
And I think that's like a, a, a beautiful way of summarizing it is, you know, if, if you're that soldier living in between D-Day and V-Day, the, the prayer of Maranatha, in, in, uh, amongst other reasons, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a recognition of humility to say, it, 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 in, amongst other, again, benefits of that prayer, part of it is a reminder to us that, um, that no amount of fighting on our part and advancing the kingdom and, and, and us sharing the gospel and all of that is ultimately going to redeem the brokenness of this world. This, this world is way too broken for, I mean, and we, we can and we should be pursuing restoration, redemption, you know, whether that's through, again, saving lost souls and, and preaching the gospel, or whether that's by picking up trash and caring for uh, the world because God created this world mm-hmm. good and we shouldn't just, you know, we're called to be stewards of creation or just in any number of ways we're called to, um, you know, to fight the good fight. But as we fight, there's got to be that humble recognition that, man, <laughs> the, the, the bigger job here is out of my pay grade. Uh, God's got to be the one to redeem it all. And so I'm, I'm praying humbly, expectantly, uh, patiently, but purposely that he will come back and, and do it and trusting that he will. That's so good. So good. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Ask the Pastors. Uh, remember that you can ask your questions each week at the info bar at West Hills or by submitting them online through our website at www.westhillsstl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't yet and tune in next week for our next episode. Thanks so much for listening.